So how about we start the episode then? Um, no, it's you're, you're it's not, already. You're not amped up enough, Bob. I, uh, <laughs> you're so bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Bitter's gonna have to work. Oh God! I, 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 uh, are you kidding? Hi, I kids. put a lot of effort oh, into this. Hi show. kids. This is Bob at Candy Coated okay. Razor Blades. <laughs> try, try We're trying again. We're not gonna cut oh, our wrists. Oh my God! <laughs> like, hi kids. Hi kids. You got your razor blades ready. <laughs> I mean, they're right in the title. Time for another cartoon. It's almost it's about kids. It's about a coyote who's chasing after a sadistic roadrunner who laughs and mocks him as he's repeatedly crushed and maimed. Hope you enjoy it! Go now! Hi kids, it's Candy Coat and Razor Blades. I'm Bob the... I don't even have one for this one. There's <laughs> <laughs> my co-host. Introduce yourselves. I'm Alex, and I really do love found footage. Fuck you all. You're a Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> I'm Andy, but also I am the shovel that falls on your head at the most comically inappropriate moment. <laughs> that was a good jump scare as far as jump scares go. Anyway... I- We'll talk about it. We, we will. Because today we're talking a little bit of sweet and a lot of sour. We've got the short... <laughs> and extremely salty. He took his skin off for me. Yes, an extremely salty. Yeah, when you take your skin off, you're very salty and sour. Well, yeah. I, well, anyway. Got it. So we're talking about he took his skin off for me, a short, uh, which is on Shudder, and a Shudder exclusive found footage 3D, Kill Me, Kill Me Now. <laughs> That's Let's not go. the official title, Bob. No, that is not. It yeah, stops that's... after 3D, which... Yeah. Uh, no, actually, it doesn't because uh, there it's, it, it could be found footage 3D, 2D version, found footage 3D, 3D version. And I think there's mm. even like there's a second, four there's different versions. versions. Uh, yeah, I there's know. There's 3D TV version, <laughs> and, then and then there's 3D, 3D red and blue, and then there's 3D, like if you have the 3D glass. There's also the 3D director's commentary cut. Oh, which I really wish I could have seen before no. this. I really. I am, am going to watch it. I really think at this point, Why? like, that is that is part of some grand meta joke on anyway, the part of the filmmakers. So, <laughs> so before we dig into that bullshit, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about he took his skin off for me. Give us the details, Andy. He Took His Skin Off For Me, 2014, now streaming on Shudder. Uh, directed by Ben Aston, Written by Ben Aston and Maria Hummer, based upon a short story by Maria Hummer. And actually, if you go to... Wait, did Maria put her Hummer in Ben Aston? <laughs> Probably not. I'm but not anyway, happy. go ahead. I just wanted to give it a moment to sort of hang in the air before it dissipated. <laughs> Like a like a smoke ring. Like a it's so delicate. Like a particularly Quick, fuck it before it dies. <laughs> like like one of those particularly winsome farts in an elevator that you're just kind of proud of. <laughs> no, it smelled like lavender. Well, <laughs> <laughs> patchouli and sandalwood. There you go. Whoa, Whoa someone's been to Red Robin. Oh, 
one note. Finish the details, Andy. <laughs> what I was gonna say before Alex derailed me. Uh, if you actually go, if you actually go by, you know, it was great. If, if you actually go by their website, there is a link to a YouTube video of Maria Hummer reading the short story upon which this is based. It's really good. Is it different? Mildly, they took a lot of the dialogue straight from it. Oh, okay. Um, it's one of those. I think it's really Wait, good. was there dialogue? Yes. Isn't it just her narrating the whole time? Yes. So wouldn't that be no dialogue? So, I mean, there's well, some... Well, she just holds... She, she, is, the only dialogue, she is relating the dialogue. The only dialogue we saw was between, like, the friends at the dinner party. Otherwise, yeah. it was utterly silent. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Dietz continues starring Sebastian Armesto as him, Anna McGuire as her, Sarah Barker, Ollie Fenton, Danielle Signore, Stuart Thompson as their friends, and Olivia Ferber and Gary Stretch Turner as the stretchy man and woman, respectively. Stretchy man and woman? Yeah, the skin there, actually there are... did that. That wasn't special effects. No, oh. it really was. And actually, yeah, because yeah. and actually Stretch, uh, Gary Turner is he used to tour with like the Jim Rose Circus Sideshow. Mm-hmm. I saw them like in 1994 or five when they were mm-hmm. opening for Nine Inch Nails. I so I've actually seen his shtick. I've, he pulled himself through a tennis racket. It was really entertaining. I've always wanted to go to that show and I've never had a chance to. It's a riot. I don't know if it's still fun now, but it sure as fuck was in the 90s. Yeah, um, yeah. It, but so uh, no, the, those scenes with the skin being stretched—that is actual yeah. real people. I, um, the actual name of the—they have a particular. I think it's a genetic condition. Or they just got gastric bypass. Um, no, it's, uh, uh it's called, no, these God. guys are super skinny. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> really are after. At, well, um, afterwards, yes. The, uh, let's see, uh, <laughs> it's a, a, rare, <laughs> a rare medical condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Oh. Uh, a disorder of the connective tissues affecting the skin, ligaments, and internal organs. So, funny story about Ehlers-Danlos. It is, um, it shares the exact same cancer ribbon as my cancer. Nice. <laughs> No, it really does. Like, it's a real thing. And to prove you have Ehlers-Danlos, you have to go through a 10-point, extremely excruciating test where you basically unhinge various joints. Yeah. Like, you have to pull your whole shoulder out of the socket and then put it back. And it is really weird. I actually was friends with a girl when I worked at Spectrum who had Ehlers-Danlos, and we bonded over both sharing the worst cancer ribbon, which is zebra. Nice. Wow. Wow. It is the worst cancer ribbon. It's I mean, it could zebra. be. I mean, if it's. It, it, I mean, is there a leopard print one? Because. Or is that yet. just the the international symbol for MILF? No. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it. No, it's wow. zebra. It's, it's zebra for the stupidest reason. It's zebra because the slogan for both Ellers Danlos and neuroendocrine uh, carcinoma mm-hmm. is when you hear hooves. Think zebra, not horses. What? Because they're so incredibly rare that they're encouraging doctors to look for the rare disease instead of just going with the simple oh. disease. Oh. Stupid zebra. So completely really, ignoring yeah. Occam's razor. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... And really, it's, if you think weird. about it, a zebra is just a horse that hasn't been defragmented yet. <laughs> oh, there's a really funny... Did you see that defragmented zebra joke? I think it's probably. Yes. It looks like a mulatto yeah. cookie. Yeah, that was... <laughs> That was the source of the joke. I ruined it. I yeah! got, I got, I got caught. That's right, Reddit. Every single little day, there's a thing. So this short. Milano, so yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway. We're depressed the fuck 
out of me. So, yeah. It put me into my own sentient hole of depression. Oh my god. I, it, <laughs> well, it, I'm glad you've managed it to like deep and dark. to relocate your knee and get out of it in time to join us for the I podcast. I did. It was matcha. Yes. Starbucks matcha. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if only she would have had matcha. It had, well, you know, Starbucks cures everything, I it, guess. No. It does. Japanese green tea is just all I need for yeah. life. I mean, yeah. And berry hibiscus. So, so uh, just a, a quick little synopsis. Basically, Wait, dude literally somebody's... takes his skin off that's for his wife. Berry hibiscus is actually my porn name. Is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. I knew I saw Sorry, uh, dude, please continue. <laughs> oh, I wish you could see. I wish we... I wish we actually were doing a found footage podcast. You could see the expression on Bob's face. Oh, I'm recording. Didn't you see the camera? Oh, shit. Oh, That's God. what that was. Uh, um, so, yeah, he so, actually takes his skin off. Like, like hangs it in the closet. For like, it's some a suit. kind of, like, oh, yeah. kinky power exchange relationship thing. Interesting. See, I don't even know if it's kinky that, power I, exchange That's totally thing. where I took it. No, right. And I think that because I, I, I spent... <laughs> time looking into this because I've really liked it. I I found it really affecting. And one of the things that the director made a point of saying was that he really kept it vague as to a, why he took off his skin, why she wanted him to take off his skin and what exactly happens at the end. Because I think his idea is that you're supposed to sort of take away from it, what you take away from it. And, and, and that's fine. And I actually did appreciate the short on a technical level. Oh yeah, it's um, gorgeous. It was very really, well shot. The makeup well effects are incredible. Yeah. And they, yeah. they did a good job of showing you like what it would really look like if you yeah. didn't have skin and there would just be blood yeah. on everything. everything. And the musculature was really, really I, well done. And I think the um the the guy's performance was amazing too. Yeah. The, the only thing they really left out was the constant screaming from being in absolute agony every single second of every single day. Obviously it takes a lot but, of pain meds. Obviously. Yeah. Which is why it's affecting his work. Besides, people don't <laughs> besides, want to stare. Besides, people don't want to buy things. I don't from understand. Him. Like, yeah. okay. nobody wants to buy carpet I'm, from me anymore. I'm, I'm, right? I want to be like, why isn't he an accountant? If he was just an accountant, mm. they would never have money trouble. <laughs> no one would care what their accountant and he could work from like. home. Yeah, no one would care what their accountant looked like if he got yeah. them a discount on their taxes. Right. Like, you don't have skin. That's fine. How much am I getting back? Yeah. <laughs> it really. Yeah. It'd be like he he would find a way to like write off their laundry bill. Exactly. Yeah. It would be like a one great expense. Deduction. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, but I mean, what what I took away from this one is definitely a a you know she asked me to change for her. It's making me miserable. Hmm. So that's I it's that that dynamic where in in a relationship where it's like someone is going to try to change you to make you fit what you want rather than just accepting what they are. I, and yeah. it's sad. It's uh, No, it is sad. And I, I think it's sad regardless of what read you give yeah, it because yeah. I, I also thought it was sad. sad. Yeah. My read is very different from both of yours, but yeah, it's still, it's no, still and very I see, sad. I see exactly what you're saying, that it's very much like he changed something about him for her and then at the end, what feels what really depressed me in any read mm-hmm. is that the response is not, well, I'm going to just go back to what I was yeah. before. It's that I'm going to make you go through this too. And here's yeah. here's where my read comes in. And it is it is still definitely a bittersweet kind of thing. It's not a happy ending. Oh, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's not, not hopeful. It's not hopeful no. like Kuso. No. no there's there's, no, there's not, not enough doo-doo. No. There's... No. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I read it as um, that she has demanded a, a demanded that he make himself vulnerable. Like she is she is 
I saw that. I, I see it as a great big metaphor for like the oh. as for like the relationship thing where you kind of have to open up and and make yourself vulnerable to the other person that you're in a relationship with. Oh, like a, like a relationship. That's what I saw yeah. it as at, and, in the beginning. And so it's kind of like it's almost like you first. And so like because he's just he is just more open than she is. And he's getting hurt by the fact that he's having to be more open to keep this relationship going. And she's still protected. She still has her skin on. And I think at the end, that's how I kind of read it. And there's ways to read that ending a million different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the way that, I, that, that the ending fits with this read is that, you know, there's that moment when she's in the shower and she's like thinking about taking off her skin and it's just too scary. She can't do it. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he just kind of like... Rips it. Well, they're yeah. in bed and he like kind of... They have this like a knowing look, and he grabs it and pulls, and it's like, well, and you have that ripping noise, yeah. yeah, and that's he's trying to get in, which I feel like that ripping noise. I almost want to be like, I'm surprised they added that. I think yeah. it's 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 a short, so I don't think there was a studio. But if it was right. a film, I would have said that was a studio. No, I think yeah. it was no. It's, it's it's such a vague ending because you don't know at this point is is this like if she's like, okay, you can do it, or if it's like, fuck you, your turn, and. Yeah that changes really how you view it based upon the consensuality of have her getting her skin ripped off. Uh, and, and that, you know, plays into a lot of relationships. So it's <laughs> it like, okay, my I'm, new favorite sentence that I've ever heard. Right. Consensuality <laughs> of getting your skin ripped off. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but like I'm saying, that does play into a lot of relationships where it's like, okay, I've opened my heart to you. Why are you yeah. still blocked off to me? And the other, and, and those, yeah. you know, you get those fights where it's like ripping off a Band-Aid and suddenly it all pours out. And, and I wish we'd kind of seen that, but I, I do enjoy the vague, oh, which so, makes us think about it. Oh, I like yeah. that. I love your metaphor because I feel like emotion is blood mm-hmm. and yeah. blood is everywhere. He's leaving all of his emotions all right. over everything. He's very and messy. she has to keep cleaning it up because yep, right. she can't live with and it. And whereas he so used could to very be much very... Be like a, dep- uh, a depression. Yeah. He used to be very, like, vocal, and he used to, like, um, communicate really well with mm-hmm. her, and yeah. now he just kind of doesn't. And there's the line that she says, maybe he felt like he didn't have to. But it doesn't look like that. It looks like... No, it, it looks, looks like, like he's trying to guard himself He again. has to... He wants his yeah. skin back. He can't... He can't... Like, he's just having to, to guard himself extra hard because he yeah. ha- does not have that barrier so, that right. she has. So I have, I have two things. My reading, yeah. my initial reading when I started it, which wasn't even the 11-minute short, what didn't even keep this reading, but yeah. my reading when I first saw it was very kink-centered, where it, to me it felt like this was like some kind of crazy, like, I want you to be a cuckold and let me have sex with whoever I want, but you have to just listen to the stories and get off on it. Uh-huh. And he like agreed, and then he just became more and more bitter and hateful toward her, and at the end... You know, he did something in that metaphor violent to her to cause her to have the same problems. Right. Yeah. But my read, listening to what you guys are saying now, when I think about it, is it it could almost become this great metaphor for drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Like they started their relationship as drug addicts, and she oh. was like, "We have to get clean. We have to get clean." And yeah. he you first. did it, <laughs> and he did it, and he got yeah. clean. But she didn't, and their relationship separated mm-hmm. and yeah. separated. And then at the end, you finally see him go, no, bitch, yeah. you're going to get clean, too. Yeah. So I think there that, are a lot of different ways. That well, this and I, well, that's kind of the, that's kind of that separation is the common thread with all of these reads that we've yes. come up with. And so I think that's really cool. And again, it ends at just the right moment. So you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, is it are, are they getting back together? Is he trying to drag her back together? Yeah. Successfully, unsuccessfully, like. It's really, as a person who has been through some relationship fuckery over the last couple of years, yeah. 
I fucking adore it, it this seems short. Like, it it says seems like, so much you know, to say to me. It does. It has, and what I, what I love about the drug metaphor yeah. is that makes the table scene make more sense in my head mm-hmm. because if all of your drug friends are there oh. and you're refusing to participate, yeah. but you're still trying to be friends with them, right. they would pull away from you. They would. Because they would be like, well, you're not and they're trying, joining us. They're trying not to pull away from them, well, but it, they still, like, there's that reflexive, that's how the wine gets spilled. Yes. That, yeah. She still just it, it reflexively pulls away from him and that right. and, I, and I just you know. I, and any, so despite like people's best intentions like they still end up alienating mm-hmm. the fuck out of him right. well, because it, he's it alienating seems, them just by by, which maybe, by virtue of, of who he is clients are drug uh, like drug clients too he's like a drug dealer I really I love this metaphor yeah. I love I, I, I hate this short because I never want to watch it again but I would love to like apply apply so many theories to it like it, I have so oh, many there's a lot because like I was going to say it could be could be very much a our relationship is falling apart. Here, do something to to try and fix it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to reciprocate. I love and that. And that, that that's just makes things worse. To things though, that that when you when you see something that's like kind of traumatizing and really like fucked up, you're like, I can't wait to never watch that again. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm a fucking bloody mess of a person. Okay, I'm starting this again. I need to have rewind. Like, I I feel things. Well, yeah. I just you know. Like, I almost want to like bring it to like. You know, I want to bring it to events and put it on and then leave the theater and like Aww. come back when it's over and let's talk about it. Like, right? I'm yeah. not going to forget this. Like, so seriously, if it's you. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Imaginary listeners. If it, you take it, nothing else away from it. Ultimately, the short is beautiful go, and seriously depressing. It really it should be seen, though. It, it, is, is, it is amazing. And it's, it tells the best lesson about relationships, which is it's all about communication. Mm-hmm. And if there is no communication, if. You're not talking about why it isn't working. If you're not talking about what you're struggling with, it's never going to work. Yep. You have to eventually rip off that skin to finally be like, hey. I do it, just want to bring up. The, your soul. Uh, there yeah. is actually, though, I mean, they had sex after he took off his skin. I, wanna, I just assume I mean, that helps if she's like on her period. That is no really unsanitary. Does, does that just mean like the, the skin on his dick just like allowed it to swell bigger? I don't know. No, I don't know. The muscles on top, the the blood sacs can still fill with blood, so that wouldn't change. Yeah. It would be bumpier, yeah. so it's now ribbed for her pleasure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, his, so there we go. It's it's a metaphor for like a, his testicles a, are just like trailing yeah, behind that's him. That's what I was gonna say. Oh. His, his testicles are seriously just like oh, little no. sacs, like connected by just a tube. They're not yeah. really well connected. Right. Maybe he's just, he, he's just kind of swinging back and forth like those little clacker balls. Yeah, click, yeah. Click, That's why they never showed us because I'm pretty sure he had to have got one of those like um, clear plastic testicle sheets. Right. You know, where they, they remove the skin so you can actually see the testicle, but they still have to cover them because they're real sensitive. Yeah. They need protection. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize there was such a thing as a glass bottom ball sack. Oh, no, there is. There totally is. It's marvelous. <laughs> Glass bottom ball set, kids. It was said like, here. We have we have our title. We have our title. There is an online community of women, <laughs> mostly women actually, who are like in love with the look of the real testicle underneath the glass bottom balls. <laughs> the and, real testicle. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, that's really weird. I could never imagine. Even with like a fascination, never would I want to like no. touch them. The real them, testicles of Atlantic be near City. Them. Uh, I, I I rather like the act the, the feel and look of an actual scrotum. Sorry, the, the feel of a scrotum. scrotum. <laughs> Same thought. Oh my god, the fabric of our lives. <laughs>
I mean, yeah, because no, literally, know. because it makes up half of all of our DNA. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> Can so, we just talk about this short for the next forty-five minutes? I mean, it's a really good short. I'm, I, it I is a really good that. short, but I think we need to move on to our fucking movie. <laughs> which, which we speaking, all, we just speaking need to be of healthy relationships, need to be positive. I don't want to. You hate. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay, so I don't want to. So we're gonna. All right, so I don't want to. So I chose. So I picked just by means of clumsy segue. I picked this short because it obviously deals with relationship shit. And found footage 3D also pretends, pretends to deal with relationship with pretend, shit. Uh, it, um, yeah. So, so found, found footage, footage 3D, which yes. is uh, a group of filmmakers set out to make the first 3D found footage horror movie, but find themselves in a found footage horror movie when the evil entity from their film escapes into their behind-the-scenes footage. It would have been much funnier if it just escaped into their behind. It kind of did, at least for one character, I swear. Um, directed by Steven DeGennaro, written as well by Steven DeGennaro, starring Carter Roy, um, Elena von Stronheim, Chris O'Brien, Tom Separito, Scott Allen Perry, Jessica Perrin, Scott Weinberg, John Dawes, and Doran Ingram. I gotta say, Elena von Stronheim sounds like she's like landed gentry in Germany. I think no. she actually. The only <laughs> thing uh, I sort of dug through her through her IMDb's. The only thing I could find that she had been on that I'd ever heard of. I think she was in an episode of of One Thousand Ways to Die. She mm. was totally scared jogger in an episode of One Thousand Ways to Die. <laughs> scared jogger. Yep. Aww. She was in. Is, I'm being mean. She's actually. She's actually. She's, one actually, of the good things so about this movie. What I what I will say going forward, I love found footage. We know. I enjoy we, the listeners do not know me personally. Thank sure. you, Bob. Well, many of them do actually. Thank they you, do. Paul, for listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's he's the most ardent fan. I am like Paul's a crazy. cipher. Nobody knows me. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I am probably the, true, Andy. I am the knight. People in our community, where I'm like, oh, it's with Andy. And Andy. I am the. And they're like, Andy, who? I'm like, he lives with Bob. He's like a big beard. I am the pretty thing that I lives in I've the basement. Andy, and I'm like, it's fine. No one has it. So no, I no, don't. No one knows who. If you mention McFerrin, sometimes they'll know. No. No, often no. they don't. Often no. they don't because Andy is in fact a hermit. Yes. So he has a job that doesn't require him to leave this house. I know. Yeah, and what, I did that for a while. What, yeah. what part of I don't like people did you did you miss? <laughs> Your love of depressing cinema. Arcadius Infernus. Oh my god. Um call that. So <laughs> No, so I love found footage. I I I don't love every movie I see. I like the concept, and I like what it does. Found footage movies generally resolve around a place, and I love place horror. And found footages are is the movie equivalent of epistolary novels. Epistolary novels, my favorite kind of book. Okay. So I mean, Dracula was epistolary. And so. Carrie. So and Carrie. to piggyback on, on, on your opening... I also kind of like found footage. Um, I was an ardent defender of the Blair Witch Project. Yes. Which... There weren't very many at a time. I even I even came out of Blair Witch Two liking it. And oh my God, I love Blair Witch Two. Yeah, and it's I I guarantee I wouldn't like it today, but I oh, I think there's do it now. there's some great ideas in it. Um, it. <laughs> and it's interesting because you like found God, footage because it's place it. horror. I like found footage because it tends, when it's done correctly, to have this really immersive, atmospheric uh, kind yes. of thing, which is just something I can. Even if there's like not a plot happening, even if there's not a whole lot going on, I can still just like soak up the atmosphere and 
dig it, mm-hmm. uh, as evidenced by the fact that I still keep watching Beyond the Black Rainbow again and again. <laughs> I fucking hate found footage horror, and it can all die in a goddamn fire. Yeah. Oh, so when, when found footage is done well, I love it. And when it's done in a manner that I find to be lazy, as with anything else, I, I respond negatively. And, and, I, and I can give you that. There's <clears throat> a lot of found footage that is just... Right. Shit. You need I wouldn't to be- call it shitty. It's yeah. just hacky. It's just yeah. uh, it was just not put. There was an effort put in to make it different or special. Right. It's it's because people saw Blair Witch and said, "Oh, it only took eighty seven thousand dollars to make this movie, and they made millions. Let's do it! Yay!" And that's the whole yeah. horror movement right now yeah, is, yeah. is yeah. micro budgets. Oh yeah. And some found footage movies now have more budgets than your average Bloomhouse thing, which yeah. you also hate. Not necessarily. There, I can start there are some, movies. There's some Bloomhouse stuff that I like that we have not reviewed yet, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna haul out Get Out. No, that was that was Get, Get Out was Bloomhouse. Well, I know it was Bloomhouse, it and was you liked a it. Very good movie. Yes, I that's, that's, Get Out because that's like that's your escape. Also, also yeah, not that is a my micro escape. budget movie. No, it's not a micro budget movie. How much? I don't remember what they spent on it. It, it, it was definitely like in terms it, of Hollywood, it was it a was, low budget movie. But it wasn't low, like but it one wasn't, to two million. Like yeah. that, it might have been. It might have been five. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this movie in particular wanted to be. The scream of found footage. Absolutely, and I don't think it accomplished it that. I don't hard. either, and I don't think it accomplished that. Even a fan of the genre, because Scream was a movie and a plot outside of its meta. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this was not. This and was meta so we actually meta have meta a lot of the same reservations about this movie. Yeah, because this reminds me of. I'm a big Jim Sterling fan, so there's like lots of like Steam Early Access and Steam Greenlight games, just these very shitty little cobbled together games that get flung up on Steam mm-hmm. uh, and sold for 99 cents, and they are made with pre-built assets, and they're just lazy. All right. And basically, like they're usually one-joke games. They're like, hey, everybody, we're making a shitty game. It's a game about how shitty our game is, and that's kind of what Didn't this... you talk about the game where you're like cleaning up after the homicide victim? Like the yes, but that's scenes? actually good. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. It is good. Um, but this, that's like one bit. This is a cleanup game. detail. Yeah. Um, because, but in that case, it works because it's a single joke. Yeah. Um, there are a whole bunch of other little jokes that sort of spin off from it because they actually thought about it. And they didn't just do the bit. They, like, thought it through. And so, yes, you're going through and cleaning up behind, like, the protagonist of a first-person shooter. There are all these little weird Kafka-esque little things that you can find and there's these little atmospheric touches that despite the fact that this is a comedy game where you're cleaning up blood and guts it's also kind of creepy and there are a couple of moments where like you're like uh, am i about to die horribly and there are a couple of ways to actually die horribly in the game <clears throat> play this game so it's uh, by the way get out is 4.5 million budget so it was, was close. it was practically a micro budget yeah, yeah. So i'll um, give it to you so, um, but the the point is that there is that there is a thought process behind that game. They actually sat down and thought it out. Um, another one, another example of a one joke game that ended up being more than just its joke is Shower with Your Dad Simulator. It's actually hysterical because yes, it's just that one joke, but my God, they sent that joke through so many permutations that their little ninety nine cent game actually had quite a few hours of content, actual content in it, because they actually put forth the effort. Um, I don't feel like enough effort was put forth for this movie in the same way that, and I think because it's, because it is a found footage movie about people making a found footage movie and the people who are making the found footage movie are lazy and, and, and not doing the, 
it, even the people that are trying to make this movie, you're right, are lazy. It's, it is a lazy so movie. It's, the, it's a cynical cash-in. And it doesn't, unfortunately, the way that it comes across is it comes across as the makers of this film, not the diegetic film within the film, but found footage 3D going, hey, isn't it funny how sucky and how this, this about found footage is just really crap and this is really lazy and stupid? Well, our movie's going to have that too because that's what makes it found footage. And, well, and I, I yeah. personally, they, that they really literally had me. the one dude, the director of photography dude, the blonde one. I can't even remember his name because I don't fucking care. He was just the director of the movie. His name I don't was actually, care. I believe, Andrew. And yes, he was the director. I don't care. But they literally gave him this five minute diatribe about how found footage sucks and why the fuck am I here? That really but, did make me angry. So that, but I, th- I think you're, Bob especially. Right. You're missing the point of this movie, and it's a point that I think was going to be difficult to make, and they may have failed at. Yeah. But I appreciate them for it. I don't think they were being lazy. I think they were purposefully doing dumb found footage things to appear lazy. Oh, of course they lazy. were. Right. Of course but, they were. But no, but I think it was more than just like, oh, we're lazy. We're just not going to think of something better. I think they were very specifically choosing character portrayals and camera shots that were supposed to make you think about the the repetitiveness. Well, and there were jokes in there, you know, a a joke in their stupid little movie within a movie about him kicking the map in the river and, you know. Yes. And 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 those I liked, but even like... Like like, like, the argument about, why, why do I have to die? Like, why do I have to die? But I love that. Why are why are we? That, why because are you still otherwise filming? it would not be a found footage movie. It's just footage. That yeah. actually was a pretty good line. That, and that was perfect. But I, yeah. Derek's whole character is a found footage trope to yeah. end all tropes, and he's because, just unlikable. Well, he's and, and a complete asshole. Oh my god! And, I know. You, you they have to die, so you can't be too much in love with them because you know they have to die. Well, right. supposed to start by telling you about their death. Well, the problem mm-hmm. with that is if, if if you don't care about them or you don't like them at all, then when they die, it means literally well, you're nothing. You're not supposed to like that person. There's always right. that person who is. Megalomaniacal and Mm -hmm. wants to ignore all the very obvious signs. It is a found footage trope necessity. I think the biggest problem that I have with that is, though, if day one, this guy's behavior was so bad that Mm -hmm. any professional that I no would have walked yeah because he he was he starts out from beyond the pale, Mm -hmm. and that's and it's it's really difficult. Um, they set up the the sound guy. Um, his name the, is the, the very attractive one. Yes, yes. Um, Carl. Yes, his yeah, name. Yeah, Carl. Scott Allen Perry. He is probably the most accomplished actor in this thing. Yes, and in real life, does not look nearly as cute as like his overly bearded self yeah. does. Just so, you, just so you guys he's know, still adorable. I'm he not going to that he is, he is absolutely attractive. He gets his shirt off at least twice. He does. He oh, is the highlight he's so of this fuzzy. movie. He was. He's in Preacher, actually. Yes, so he's in Preacher. Uh, NCIS New Orleans. Oh, he's in Zoo. He's in Shameless. Yeah. Oh, I really wish he would have had like a gay thing in Shameless. I'm sure he yeah, didn't, but probably not. There so was a whole gay story. Left. He is yeah. he is actually kind of the voice of reason character, and the reason mm-hmm. why the sound guy is the voice of reason character is that the writer director of this movie, Stephen DeGennaro, is a sound guy. He go. works no. he works audio for other films, well, and <clears throat> he has a PhD in astrophysics. Didn't know that. Huh? Yeah. Wow. We're all random, like. Hey, um, career choices. I wish right. I had a PhD in something and could do whatever I wanted with right. what in my life. Right. So, <laughs> so like the uh, Carl, the sound guy is is he's the voice of reason and he's the guy who's like you you do look the thing that just happened. Like you do realize that this is insane, right? Yeah. And there was and there was that, and I at the same time he was not really 
noticing the equally, if not more, alarming red flags coming from the behavior of Derek, See, the producer. But mm. I think he just feels... He felt like he owed Derek. Right. So I think in his mind, he put a big red check in the, whatever happens, I'm going to be here. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until, like, yeah. he really felt physically in danger that he said, fuck this, I'm out. Right. Right. And I, I, was, I was waiting so long... This movie needed Lawrence Fishburne in it. We just, I just needed I needed Lawrence Fishburne to like step into frame and be like, "We're leaving," and and that's it. Would, that's all we needed. It, yeah. Um, yeah, it never happened. So I would have. I'm like in Event Horizon, where it happened like five million oh, times. I, I love him for that. Um, yeah. No, that's the best part of Event Horizon. Yeah. Well, you gotta would, go. See what I think. Yeah. What I would have done with this movie hmm. is I almost would have done a House of Leaves and paused the movie and had someone else talk about it. That would have had a plot and a whole different opinion. Yeah, okay. And I think that could have yeah. saved the movie within the movie because at one as as I was kind of on the fence about liking it, and I'm not I'm not gonna come out of this saying this was a fantastic movie, everyone needs to see it. Yeah. I will possibly I wanna watch the director's commentary because I wanna hear why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. Because about a fourth of the way through, no no, about three fourths of the way through, so almost near the end when we got to the third act. Um, which usually screenplays are six acts, so I'm not sure why they only had a three act structure. Um, found footage doesn't it, it adheres yeah. to different structure. Okay, yeah. um, um, for me, for me, found footage is like there's it, it's a three act. It's, it's a one act. I it, think it, found footage it, is like found, just a one. Well, it's act, right. act one is we're act, we're assholes act on camera. We're getting there. On camera, yes. Act two is weird things are happening. I don't know. Did you? What was that noise? Act yeah. three is everybody fucking. And dies. act yeah. act three, also known as the last ten minutes of the movie, is when things actually happen and get interesting right before I, it ends abruptly. I was real surprised how quickly yeah. they killed people off because they ended. I when I looked at the timer, and I'm like, there's twenty minutes left, and we have two characters. We only had one character. The second one came back yeah. five minutes later, but I was just like. One person doesn't survive long at twenty minutes long in a found footage movie. Yeah. Right, but that ending scene dragged out. It way did. Way and the ending scene dragged long. out, and some of the beginning were. I'm lost. I can't see the. I can't see the lights coming from the only lit building in this clump of. You also woods. understand though that she was not she herself. Was possessed. She yeah. was not herself. I know. Yeah, I get. But it. um, it's okay. No, but. I, fucking paranormal see, activity. She was bullshit. possessed by the Blair Witch or the Arlen Specter or whatever the fuck it was. The entity. It's only ever referred to as the entity. <laughs> the thing. But uh, what yeah. I what I see what I think is I wasn't I was trying to go with the movie too much. Yeah. I, I tend to go in and just think, no, these are like real people and I'm gonna give the movie all of its its give me's and I never should have. I should have from the beginning said <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is gonna be meta to the meta is meta. Yeah. It's going to be Reddit level R meta horror meta. I couldn't even, uh, even watching these people try to act as if they're real people, I couldn't do it. But that was I just couldn't. It. They were horrible. But, that, that was, but I think that was the point, was to make them all tropey and stupid right. to be a meta commentary about found footage. The right. problem, and the, the reason why I think it's ultimately unsuccessful. Yes, um, and is I, you can agree. <laughs> yeah, is is it's you can be meta and you can be tropey. You can raise those tropes, but if you don't either subvert them or yes. at least comment on them, yes. then you're not subvert really, them, lampshade, avert, whatever the hell you yeah, want to do. You're not you're not actually commenting on them. You're not really telling us anything. You're just making a reference. Exactly. And yeah. I don't that is why I, I have used the word lazy in conjunction with this movie. And I the, going to Andrew's rant about how shitty found footage is, mm-hmm. because that was 
for me, the moment when I checked completely out yep. of this movie and never got back. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I and, checked out after the. First well, no, time I mean, I was, I was, I was you already checked out. out when the movie started. And you're like, damn it, found yeah, footage. I, found, I checked out when you said, "Oh, hey, let's review found footage 3D." Good. Oh, we always do. No, you were like, hey, hey, guest, come on this week. So we don't have to do this movie. Maybe Alex will forget. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, like, but <laughs> the that that Bitch. rant has so much. Um, what it reminded me of. Have you ever seen uh, Funny Games? Yes, um, I loved Funny Games. Now, did you? I have, I've not seen the American one. I've only seen both. The, the, it was pretty much shot for shot. They were both okay, really same good. director. Yeah, yeah. Okay. different actors. Okay. Yeah. So I think the thing is. That reminded me so much of Funny Games. And Funny Games has the scene where a sociopath guy pauses the movie to talk to the audience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To talk shit to the audience. Yeah. Like, yeah, she could have gotten away, but that's not why you guys are here, is it? You really want to see us get her. And so... I feel like there was... It was that kind of a moment. And Mm -hmm. and there's Andrew um, staring down the barrel of the lens and talking to the audience in that way. Yeah. And he's doing it in. I understand. I was, you know, he's he's under stress, and the the situation, the working conditions are bad, and he's he's like supposed to be freaking out. It's not supposed to be a composed thing like in Funny Games, but at the yeah. same time, he's really showing this incredible contempt for the audience. Mm-hmm. And I get it, but it's it's it. If you are going to, as a filmmaker, demonstrate such bare faced contempt for your audience. It needs to be better executed than that. You better yeah. bring it. And I actually was just like, hey, look, I'm only watching this because I have to. Like, I feel like I'm having an argument with, with this movie. With, with that level of <laughs> like, contempt like, from Andrew, though, I'm like, yeah, we all know that what he's saying is absolutely fucking true. Please let this be the death knell of the fucking no, found footage no, it's, movie. It's not the true, though. That's the thing. It, that's a value judgment. It's just a tool. Yeah. Just like in writing... We, we've never gotten rid of stream of consciousness writing, even though Ulysses is a mammoth fuck ton of just confusion and people have been trying to not read it for years. And yeah. there are excellent and that, works in the found footage genre. Yeah. Um, I swear to God, this is not one of them. There are, there are very <clears throat> few so the that like, I like. I feel like what what the that rant, the Andrew rant is getting at, it almost... It, it makes it. It feels like the movie is making an argument against its own existence. Yeah, I, and they've not executed it well, in a way that makes it funny. Keep in mind that really, I, I legitimately only even remotely like like two found footage movies, and Which one are, of them. Uh, I know that one of them uh, was the original Blair Witch because it was groundbreaking at the yeah. time, and the other and is As Above, So good. Below, and I that's love that movie. that's oh, amazing. I've been wanting to see that. It's oh, a good one. That'll be my next pick. Right on. I'm into it. Because um, it's basically the story of Dante's Inferno. It's, it's no, you, you, it amazing. Is, you, you liked I, I have reviewed that one. I mean, granted, where is not... Where, where is... Where, where is a hybrid? It plays with, it plays with found footage, Troll but it doesn't... It's not, it's not strictly and, found yeah, footage. Yeah, where is a hybrid? Yeah, yeah. And it's all, but it's also really good. Well, and that's like The Pyramid was a hybrid, the and it was pyramid. terrible. Oh, God, I... No, there, you don't need to see it, Andy. Have you no. seen... Uh, have you seen? I fell asleep in the middle of it. Did you ever see a movie called The Triangle? No. Do I have to? You don't have to. Okay, it's good. a. It's another found. It, it is another found footage film that is actually good. Was oh, that the girl on the cruise ship going through the Bermuda Triangle? No. Okay. Uh, this good. is. <laughs> this was in fact nothing like that whatsoever. Okay. Good. This uh, was. Uh, this is like a, a film crew that's been summoned to some hippy dippy commune way out in the oh, desert somewhere. I think I've heard about that? Yeah. It's actually it's a slow burn, but I it's it's good. The ending has some very unfortunate audio choices. Yeah. Apart from that, I 
can't really fault it. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, and I, well, and then like gags, the movie that I got to see the like screening for mm-hmm. at Nightmares 20, 2017, 2018. Yeah. I'm already thinking it's the wrong year. Yeah. Ugh. But that was a found footage movie, except for the ending, which they can obviously fix because it was just a screening. Yeah. That was a really well done because they mixed in like newscasters oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. people recording because they're trying to catch the clowns. Right. And the t- actual TV reporters and people having parties where there were just cameras. Yeah. And I like that kind of like overly mixed in yeah. or like VHS between the three movies. I think there is, cause even in the third movie, even though the most of it was terrible, there were good things you could pull out of that. I never movie. saw the third one. Honestly, I went back and reviewed, uh, reviewed, I didn't rewatch, but I reviewed kind of the contents of both of the VHS movies. The first yeah. two that I've seen, mm-hmm. because one of the things that I found, um, frustrating about this movie is that um, that gag where the specter is visible only in their footage. Oh, that's the mm. second, the first one. There's that. That's one of my favorite ones. Tuesday the seventeenth. Yes, it's really good. That's one of my favorite and ones. It's Tuesday, and part of the reason why this movie doesn't work for me is because I remember Tuesday yeah, the seventeenth. That was such a better. Version it was of really that. good. Yeah, with the distortion and the sound, the glitch. Yeah, that was perfect. It was marvelous. And actually, and that got me. And like, I went back and looked. I'm like, shit. Like. Really, most of the first VHS movie was fucking solid. It was, no. And the second um, one has, like, I want to say, like, one to two, one bad, one mediocre, and then two great. Yes. So it's like, and overall, the, and the two, it's a good movie. And the two that are great are better than anything in one. Yeah, they're um, really so, good. So it, 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 it evens out. Like, And the one that's mediocre is it's the Adam Wingard one. Oh, I like that one, though. It, but I understand With it. With the it's bionic eye. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. mediocre. It's, it's mediocre. Great. Um, the yeah, bad that's one. That's probably is, the, the one thing by Wingard that I didn't completely yeah. hate. The uh, so the bad one is the one done by the fucking Blair Witch guy, where he put a GoPro I'm, on somebody's head and did some zombie oh, bullshit. I actually I'm, liked that one, but I can see why it's bad. It's I'm not, still going right. to say dull. that the, out of the VHS films, the very best segment of all of them is Siren, the first segment. Of the first film. Oh, it's oh, out, uh, Amateur that. Night. You get to see that really cute guy's dick who was oh, yeah. a, a local actor in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Amateur Night was good. Um, I haven't seen the movie, the full-length movie that they made out of it, well, which that, is that actually called Siren. Full-length movie out of it? It's called Siren. Oh, That's why Bob's calling it Siren. There's the hot little bald guy in the second one where you get to see his dick in the hotel. Yeah. Oh, I liked yeah. it. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, I'm good mm-hmm. at that one. I love this movies for that. But, uh, but anyway, so I think and that actually goes to something else I was thinking about this movie is it would be if this... Better if there were more dick? That too. Most things, particularly yeah. particularly Carl's dick. Carl's yeah. dick. Yes. Carl's, you know, Carl can just get know, naked in front of me anytime I, he wants. I have a weird um, attraction to like arrogance, and that I kind of wanted to see Derek's too. I, I'm not gonna lie. I Derek just, had a fantastic booty. Did you catch him in those pants? I, I did a little bit. Yeah, he did. Like, I did. Yeah. I, I yeah. just kind of like it's one of those things where I'm like, I kind of like it when guys are arrogant. Like I don't really want to deal with them, yeah. but like looking at them from afar, I'm like, ooh, that's kind of. There's crazy. arrogant, and then there's like crazy. Yeah, he was yeah. insane. He, he was, was so. He far was bordering out there. on insane. And he was bordering on insane. And extremely abusive. Oh yes. God, yes. No, all. And the thing. So what this movie needs to me, another writer, mm-hmm. a different budget. And it needed to be a short. It needed yeah. to be a short in an anthology. I, I, I think, think if it was a, if it had another writer, because this is what I think his point was, he was going to make extra meta screen level like commentary, right. and he got so into his meta ness that when he wrote it, he forgot to pull back. 
Yeah. Where I think, Scream gives you yeah. real people and they're real high school students and you get to see Nev Campbell be a fucking badass at the end yeah. and I love I, Even her. though she was 30 at the time of shooting. No, I'm well, kidding. She, she was, was like 80 her. probably now. <laughs> my, scream, my Scream 4, she's 107 and there's she's a much, like, There's a much better Scream movie to be made about like Nev Campbell drinking the blood of children to stay yeah. like, young looking. <laughs> I, I want that movie because I just Nick Campbell is like my my dream from the movies. I yeah. have to be perfect. She, she drank the potion. She drank the potion from Death Becomes. She it. did. Yeah, she did. She's, gonna do She's not changed. Forever, and I'm okay. But I think face the, has not changed. I think it's. Uh, I think there's like CW. because no, they they spent so much time focusing on. On the the creepy specter thing, and, yeah. and, it, it, and it mirroring the specter from the shitty movie they were is, making, yeah. that they ignored the very glaringly obvious, like this guy is an abusive, crazy fuckhead. Exactly. Well, and that that could have been its own really oh, it could intense. Have been. They could have left movie. out the actual specter and dealt with him going completely psycho nutty, and they it would have been a better movie. Yeah. No, and what I, no, so different budget. So like, I would have spent different amounts of money on those feet on those effects, yeah. or removed the effects and had it all be in their heads. Yep. And I would have been so okay yeah. with it if it was all like, it doesn't appear on film. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been real happy if they were like, they saw it, but the people looking through the camera didn't see it. Yeah. And that could have been like, hey, hey, filmmakers, that would have saved you all those effect budgets could've, and you could have yeah. used it. And then he wouldn't places. have had to, had to have dragged the expensive camera with him when he finally left. The other thing about that is... Well, that was, which I is what give, they talked about. I will give... Give a, me a reason why you yes, still have the camera. I will give you a full a full credit for that, though, because that was actually a fantastic little jump of, like, we can only see it with the camera, I can't let it go. And I'm like, that's actually a good reason. That's better than even, like, Blair Witch, where at some point they're just filming because they don't want to yeah. give up. And there's right. always that moment in the third act where you're like, why are you still carrying that thing around? Exactly. Or people yeah. get really mad. But Stop the, filming me. So different budget, but I want... You know what I think I, think I could have done? It did. It. I'm sorry. Because I've been trying to get this out for a minute. I'm sorry. And we keep uh, uh, going. Is I, I would have, you know, I would have pulled back. I almost wish. This is actually what I think would have made this movie better. Cut that dialogue with Andrew... When he gets pissed off. Yeah. And then every time we would have had those moments, I want the film to go to a hard cut, cut to an editing bay, and have two people, whether they're the cast or two different people, just like fucking hate this movie. (laughs) And just like, and and just seriously being like, what the fuck did they see film this? Like, I want them to like comment like, we just watched 14 hours of them like talking in the house. Why the hell are we right. editing this? Okay, you see, right. now that actually, that that would make this movie way better. Yes. And there's two reasons for that. Um, one, that is an even deeper meta joke. Yes. Because yes. the Blair Witch Project was 20 hours of footage that, that uh, 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 what's, that, what's his name, uh, Sanchez, yes. edited down. The other thing that would make that much funnier is that then you have a sort of a third party, a, a person who is on the audience's side talking shit about the shit movie as right. opposed to a participant in the movie talking shit about the audience yes. for watching them, their exactly. movie. Um, and that would have, and then the yeah. end, I just have to throw this out. This is my best idea that I just had. The <laughs> end seriously would have been exactly what we got and then it would have been a black cut to the two of them staring at the screen like camera up at them, found footage style, and them going, what the fuck? Cut to credits. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, yes, that would have been, right. that would have been, yeah. would have been perfect because it would have been a last little joke to seriously yeah. be like, are we kidding? Did they really end this movie? With I think, yeah, the same paranormal activity shit. shit. So right. I think they need it's that. Literally a copy of that scene in paranormal. Activity. So I think you're right. I think they needed to, they needed to have that that little pullback. They needed to have that sort of distance distance yes. between what's going on on the screen and what they're trying to almost, to get the audience to think. So I you need like, a, like an intermediary there. 20 right. minutes of unnecessary normally in found footage yeah. movies. So I wasn't I was expecting it. Right. But cut the unnecessary like let's get to know the characters while we film while we're driving. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Well, yeah. Stuff. And I would have had the two guys editing 
have their own mini plot of like, we've got to put this bullshit together. We right, haven't right, put right. out a good film in a couple weeks. They're really coming down on us. Yeah. And then we would have cared about them enough that yeah. their opinions would have really felt like, oh, if you don't like right. this movie, you can get on board with them because yeah. you like them and their struggle. They're the working man. You know? right. so, to, so to roll it back to your budget, your budgetary idea. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I mean, it's just because there was a, a thought. One of the things that they did, and it's something that they do throughout the movie, is mm-hmm. they hang, it's like they hang a lampshade on... Like the the guy in this well the spectrum the specter costume looked stupid so we're going with cheap shitty CGI instead well that's yeah. going to look stupid too but and yet we still got stupid shitty cheap well, that's, CGI that's the point that, that is the point, the point. there there yeah. that is that is the the screenwriter yeah. hanging a lampshade yeah. on the fact that ooh, the CGI they, so it's like if so right. if somebody watches this movie and is like wow that specter looks really stupid the CGI looks really really tacky up oh, nope nope we already made a joke out of that you can't yeah. you can't you the you, only yeah. way to appreciate this movie and Bob's never going to do this no. but yeah. is you step back and go hey I'm listening to the director riff on why he thinks this this genre is right. bad and he's not actually telling me why I shouldn't watch this movie he's just going on like a stand up comedian tw- uh, you know hour and 30 minute riff Right. It's and, just that it's, it's not a particularly funny riff. No, and the, and the problem with that oh, is fucking Louis CK. Don't get me started. No, it's not just So, <laughs> but anyway, um, now, and, and I, here's here's another thing that I uh, just plot wise that I did not get. I, I I missed something somewhere along the way. If he was abusive, if he was legit hitting her, which is I guess where she got that black eye. If he was it, yeah, the, I mean, was it way. just super like rough sex where she's like, "Why the fuck did you stop?" and he kept going. Yeah, I, that was a mat. That was a that hardcore was a, hate fuck. That was what? a weird scene. That well, was a hate fuck. That was a, it. Was, was a it was a reversal because they were they, that was actually one of the few times where I felt like they were being clear and like, "Oh, this is a joke." Oh, I get it. Yeah, because you're hearing you're hearing this screaming and, and they're like, her. and yeah, they have to right. take the cameras and, and they're like, running "Oh my god, he's raping her!" and then he stops and she's like, "Keep going." Yeah, and it's and it's oh no, they're just hate fucking in the barn, which is. It's a the Which, one they have they averted the trope nicely and they did. Yeah, I yeah. that's actually where I started pretty and, much lost any sympathy that I had for exactly, Amy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I don't but, I don't think you know. he was physically abusive. I think there's a lot to be said about the mental abuse and yeah. verbal abuse. Like right. I, I'm fairly certain that he just wasn't broken by their breakup. That he was probably not a good person before their breakup. Right. Yeah. But well, the fact I, that he brought their he brought their like their production assistant along specifically because she was clearly not experienced whatsoever. She didn't know her job. She was there because she, she did. Was, a she great was there job for him for to hit on. She was she was there. She was a piece of ass for him to make Amy like exactly. nuts with. Yeah. And, and ultimately, she I turned out her. to be capable capable of yeah. like figuring out the sound gear. Yay, cool. But yeah, I enjoyed her. She and not, capable yeah. of getting hit in the head with a goddamn shovel. Oh, that was that was the. The first so, funny moment of the movie. And I still have to say, I actually loved that scene because it, I, I'm real good with jump scares. I'm real on it. Jump I scares can almost, are right. Well, I, mean, I can see a jump scare like four miles away. Right. Like 20 oh, yeah. minutes before they, it happens. They panned the camera yeah. to the shovel well, because five minutes that, before it happened. I didn't think it was going to fall at that moment. I figured they yeah. were going to like do the shot and then it was going to fall obnoxiously on the wrong way. Right. And then when it just hit her, I was so not ready for it. Well, it was, it was. And anytime they catch me, I'm like, yes, okay, see, you win award. For my that. problem with that is, yeah, my response to a jump scare these days is I laugh. And that's yeah. not a, that's not even a, so much. That's not yeah. even a bad thing. Cause yeah. like that shovel hit her head and I laughed my ass off. Yes. Right. And like all of, which I think it kind of was supposed to be that way. Cause all yes. of the tension of that argument that they're having and it's getting really ugly. Oh, it and was. then clang. And it diffuses the tension because, it, well, it diffuses the tension uh, 
for the characters too, yeah. because now Amy and what's her name aren't aren't battling it out anymore because right. now they are they're sympathetic. And, and the thing is, is that you know really <clears throat> Amy and Lily should not have been fighting to begin with because right. I mean power. Lily didn't do anything. No, it's just he a, did. No. Amy was Amy was, was already frustrated and she was engaging in some she horror was. fan gatekeeping she right was. there. Yeah. Um, well, and and it also goes to Carl's uh, observation that the specter is actually like some weird manifestation of their of their, their hate for each yeah, other. Yeah, and it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, it was. Um, that was what I liked about her is that she and Carl and Andrew to an extent, but not as much, yeah. were so outside of this movie. Mm-hmm. They were not trophy trope tropes. They like, were they were, like, real people who were just kind of like, we're along for the ride. We're, and I loved her for being just like, I'm really confused. And this is really weird, but I have no other yeah. meter to measure against this. So maybe right. all sets go like this. Maybe this is normal for shooting. Right. But she, so she was just kind of always kind of, like, a little meek and confused. Like, what yeah. is this happening now? Is yeah. this normal? And no one was helping her. So she kept being like, ha I'm just going to keep smiling and hold <laughs> up the boom now. And, right. and I, I, by the way. I'm pretty this, and I'm trying to be useful. Yeah. This is my boomstick. Oh god! <laughs> I want to give him full credit for that. I was like, "That was wonderful." Uh, uh, yeah. It was so cliche, uh, but it was it perfect. Was, it right. really it was. told me everything I ever needed to know about his character, and that I loved him. Okay, yeah. so um, and there's one I element that we to... haven't really brought up, which is the other really funny moment of the movie for me. Mm. Scott Weinberg is in this movie. Oh my god! For no reason. Right, right. So, so Scott Weinberg for like those three people who haven't figured this out already. Oh. He 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 has a site called Fear.net. Yeah. He is like a, I mean, he's like a horror. Which I've never guy. been to Fear.net. Yeah. Neither have I, but I've seen his it's reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for quite some time. time. Has it? Okay. Yeah. So now we know why he's yeah, in this yeah. movie. Well, um, which is why this movie was supposed to have taken place like five years ago. And this his, is my my quick diversion. Sure. Real quick. My my mental casting of the movie was Bob was totally him. Because you could tell he walked into this movie and was just so pissed that he <laughs> yeah. was asked to come. He to was this. pissed interviewing Amy. And I love no, it. he was. It he was so pissed when he, he walked like, in and from this is your full crew. You're shooting right now, like yeah. that. You I have was just, five in people my head, I'm like, shooting this is a movie. Bob. And I totally. He put, walks in and he just completely sees through all of this yeah, bullshit. He is it. like he is Ooh. like my audience surrogate. He's yeah. like. Yeah. You're, you're, he he could you're, have been in the editing band. I would have been real happy. Right, yeah. and, and he is he is the best the yeah. best probably the best thing about this movie. Well, once he was we also discount, a producer of the movie. Once we so. discount Carl, yeah. uh, uh, Carl's marvelous yeah. beard and chest. Oh, so, but I cast um, him in the uh, Bob in that role because he was just not having it. Exactly. I, yeah. I kind of put you, Andy, in the. Um, the Carl role it's, of just being like, I'm going to go with it, and I'm here, but I've yeah. never been a part of this. And I also I also look smashing with my shirt off. Yeah. He looks a little better because he's a little bit more chub to him in that movie. I'm just not going to lie. I enjoyed him. He, he does have better tits than you. He's at least like a, 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 a B cup. You're still, I think, an A. But, and I totally thought of myself as... Andy looks so sad. He does, he does. I thought of myself <laughs> as the Andrew character. Because I was like, I would not be having this shit if I was in that role. But I totally would have been bought in. Like, I'm going to be here, I'm going to do it, and then I'm not going to have this shit. Right. (laughs) Well, the the weird thing about that is because Andrew's whole drive is Andrew was wanting to make a good found footage Yeah, movie. he just wants to be the director. Right. He just Andrew wants to... has such lofty Wait, dreams. why? Why did was Andrew being paid? They were all being paid. No, no, no but why was know. Andrew being paid to not direct? Well, because every time he tried to direct, Derek stepped exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. So Welcome to Derek producer Metal. Why didn't Derek save the money and just direct? I like, don't know. That was the one thing that I'm like, no, if he was really this megal- megaloma- megalomaniacal. I cannot say that word right now. Good yeah. God. Mm-hmm. But, but if he was really that bad, 
He would have kept the money and never hired a director. He but he did. But he did need somebody. He didn't. Need, he needed someone to run the camera. He, he needed yeah. someone to hold. Oh no, because no, he had Mark. Mark held Mark, the camera. His brother. And we have not talked about because Mark was just the most wonder bread of characters. Mark was only there. Mark was there. Uh, actually, Mark was there for Amy's service. Yeah. Um, he but was there. So then, he was so like yeah. wonder he had, bread he had with to, like unsalted butter. Yeah. He had to. He crushed on Amy. He crushed on Amy. She kind of crushed back, and she's like, "I'm really yeah. sorry." And they kept having these. They kept having these I'm scenes the where they thing. were. You need to stay away from me. They're reviewing the footage. Actually, she's almost the other half of that editing. Pair. If I he, would have put him there. If yeah. he had a little more he personality. Would, he would have been like a whole different person. In so that like scene. Mark Mark yeah. and Scott could have been in the editing suite, like yeah. carrying on about how weird that was. Yes. Yeah. And that would have yeah, it would have been better. I liked it. What was um, the rest of your thought with Scott Weinberg? Um just apart, I mean, apart from the fact that just the fact that he comes in not having it. Yeah. And also his well, his first death was the other <laughs> the first death. Was was the other laugh out loud funny he was the moment of the second death. No, his his, his the, first the first yeah. time he died. Oh, he died twice. Yes, yes. better. Um, his his first like, and it's that moment where every found footage movie in the last ten to fifteen minutes hits that moment where everything's going crazy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And this movie does that. I will say extremely well. It does. Um, this in a, in a roller coaster ridey sort of way. I had a lot of fun. Like from the minute that the hammer I mean, hit Derek's head, I, I was happy. I, well, I enjoyed watching I Derek get hit in the head yes. with a hammer, but that's because he was a dickhole. Uh, there's a marvelous, there's a marvelous gag. Um, My favorite moment, actually, there's several actually. The Derek getting hit in the head is that everyone who was watching the footage went with it. For at least the first two hits, <laughs> exactly. Before right? they thought there was a problem, because and because, <laughs> because was, then the door closed by because itself. He was <laughs> he was hoisted by his own petard because for all they knew he had written that shit into the script. <laughs> yep, that morning. I, I oh, you didn't movie. write an ending. Let's just go yeah. with it. All right. So um, so that that's great. The gag where they sort of do the upside down room thing, and which is not something I've seen in a found footage movie before. Oh, you haven't watched enough of them. Okay, because yeah. very I, th- common. I thought that was actually very nicely that, done. The floating chair thing is yeah. like found footage porn. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> um, the uh, like this whole this whole gore street kitchen. My first thought was like, you know, I play viscera cleanup, oh, so I'm like, I need my mop and bucket, <laughs> ribs and shit. <laughs> like, I, I clean. What I, I love about that is like, he only had short ribs; like, he didn't do any right. long ribs. It was just the tiny ones. But, but they actually, they actually did include like the the contents of his intestines. So I guess yeah. that I appreciate yeah. and, it because and, this movie is shit. Oh, oh whatever, Cuso. And then so. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to spoil it because really, you don't need to watch this. We don't. Anymore. No, you don't. But like, uh, so the, you should watch. There's it. this shot, and you like that and, footage. And again, I I feel such a kinship with Scott Weinberg in this movie because he stands up and he's like, "Wow, that's great. This is a joke, right? This is really good." And then the door just blows through the oh, frame and yes. takes his ass the like fuck it. out. I liked it. That was the second laugh out loud funny mo- moment of yes. this movie for me, and definitely the best. Um, no, I like that moment a lot. I uh, like that whole scene. Yeah. Unfortunately, right. and after that, they they really it grounds to a halt again. They lost all yeah. that great momentum and had this scene, the really think, cheap uh, ending scene that I, I didn't like. I don't think uh, Mr. Gennario had that last pay- couple pages written. Gennaro <laughs> probably did yeah. not. Well, that was I added an I to his name. You did, <laughs> and you left out the D. No, I said D. No, you just said Gennario. No, I said yeah. D. Gennario. No, you said Gennario. I d- really didn't. Whatever. We'll listen to the tape again. But still, right? But there will be there will be like some kind of shadowy creature on the tape, and then we'll. And no, then we'll I'm ha- just pretty sure the shadowy creature yeah. on the tape is the duh that see. comes in duh generic. And then we're like going to have to. Duh. Then we're going to have to grab our microphones and all go running out through the woods at night while we're breathing heavily. And then the podcast is going to end duh really abruptly. Yeah, oh, that was a it. cheap joke. That was.
We didn't do the gag that I was going to do where we were going to be like, oh, the found footage podcast. And the reason we didn't do it is because it would have been a lot of work to not really make a joke. Because yeah. it would have been doing exactly what this movie does. We could have been really meta about it. We could have been. Yeah. Oh my god, Bob. You have you have watched much worse movies. Than I have this. watched much worse yeah. movies. Been than much this. more animated. I have, uh, I, but no, it's really this movie has just sucked the life out of <laughs> wow, me. Wow, dude. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, this is, I I can't even. I only watched I like a third of Cuso, and I was more involved in the conversation. <laughs> well, you were. <laughs> we we. Well, I'm try, I'm just. I'm trying to be more involved in the conversation. I just can't. Because there's kinda, nothing for me to talk about. You did kind of shut down a little bit. On How this would one. you rate this, Bob? Yeah, uh, zero out of like a million. Zero, 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 fucking zero. It's no, it's no. Don't ever watch this movie. Don't give these people money ever again. I hate found footage, and this is the worst of found footage because it's trying to be found footage about found footage. Let's take everything that Bob hates and slam it into an hour forty minutes of like wasted celluloid. Stop um, it. There's much they didn't shoot it on this. celluloid. They shot it on digital. Celluloid's care. too expensive. Mm. They, they there are you've not seen like alien abduction there are much worse found yeah. footage movies. oh i'm sure there are and i won't watch them because they're found footage so actually oh i uh, so Go. my rating for this movie as a person who um, watches movies and doesn't hate all life <laughs> <laughs> is that i give this movie i would give this movie a solid i would say 3 no two and a half out of 5 um Angry, um, evil bobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, oh, God, no. Huso level, just pus covered, herpes level bob, angry bobs. Just like oh, end God. of the world bobs. Herpes um, level, angry bob. <laughs> wow, that, okay, that's a runner up that's for podcast title. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Bob does not have herpes. No, no. Thanks. Bob doesn't look like someone who was like so. You just really protested kind of hard there. It's like, <laughs> what? No. Some of us, some of us probably have herpes and don't know about. I it mean, possibly. Never had it. I mean, eight out of ten people do. It's just not a thing it's, anymore. No, I'm not saying this is the real Bob. I'm saying this is Bob Specter that floated out of. <laughs> yeah, the this is actually. Yeah, this is this is the meta Bob that is the producer of the podcast in the diegetic meta podcast that we're actually that we're actually. Oh my god! As we stop. record this, so I would two and a half out of five of those <laughs> evil entities because I, I I give this movie credit. For what it wanted to do, and I give it credit for good moments, but I think it missed a serious step. Yeah. And I think another writer would have been that step. Someone else who would have edited this guy's vision could have really made all the difference. Yeah, I kind of agree. Actually, I mostly agree. I'm just being a lot meaner about it. I think the biggest, the biggest. Really, can you be meaner than I just was to Bob? Because oh, I'm being, I'm being meaner to the movie, and I also did just kind of like. I did just sort of I like. I might not invite you back. I just half-assedly <laughs> no accused Bob of having herpes, so I mean that's pretty mean. So you know, um, I just compared him to the herpes people in Cusco. By the way. <laughs> I never said he had them. I love this a race yeah. of herpes people. Yes, <laughs> the race of herpes people. Um, anyway, um, if you so, saw that movie, there I know. Really was a race I of know. People. Actually, they look more like finish. third stage syphilis. But anyway, <laughs> no, in third stage syphilis, you were insane. Just and missing and missing like parts and. Like noses and, and drinking things. green foam from cockroaches that live in somebody's yeah. anus. Bleh, bleh. Well, talk about your rating. Go rate the movie. You, you guys keep bringing it up. Well, well, Bob hated this one well, about as much as he hated that one, so I, I uh, it's perfect to bring it up. So uh, uh, 
the biggest sin that this movie commits is honestly it's really boring it's not yes it's just it doesn't have the atmosphere that i would like in a in a more thoroughly thought through found horror i liked paranormal page. activity better than this i did um, at first i liked it I, know, I saw it in the theater and i i, I liked it at the i time. would give paranormal activity a higher score than this because it had a yeah. better storyline yeah yeah, it, it was it was equally. I would say it was equally implausible, and in some ways, like the story was also not that great and didn't really hold up. The difference is that they actually committed to it, whereas yeah. here mm-hmm. they were like, "Well, we can just talk about how dumb and how dumb these stories are, yeah. and then our story will do the exact." But we'll same make thing, millions because it's got be a, a gimmick. Um, right. I mean, that is how Hollywood thinks. Don't yeah, don't lie to yourself. Yeah. And but I've also I've I've worked with guys like that, like yeah. guys who who got nothing going on, but they're pretending that they're big shit. Like I've, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. So I, there are a couple of really funny payoffs toward the end of the movie. Unfortunately, it's not worth like like with Cabin Fever. There are a couple of really great payoffs at the end of Cabin Fever. It's not worth sitting. Oh yeah, the, the bathtub shaving scene, fantastic yeah. scene. That's yeah. the only thing about Cabin Fever that it was even remotely enjoyable. I disagree. Uh, the the there's a there's a, a oh, really... oh in the sex scene because yeah let's let's have sex in the middle of a viral outbreak. Actually, no. When the, we're uh, both showing symptoms. Well, no, I was talking about, when I was talking about payoffs. I was talking about like the big uh, the um, the the old guy at the at the. At the store with the gun and the big beard. Oh god! Yeah, that's that is, and also oh, and the uh, the bunny with the pancakes in the hospital. That was a great. Oh, payoff. I need to rewatch that movie. Actually, it's you, on something. It's 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 on Netflix, and you really don't. It's not no, very good. Don't know. <clears throat> but um, Eli Roth can also suck it. Um, oh my lord! I actually think I like him as a person. I've just not ever liked any of his movies yet. Yeah, I Hostel I, was the only thing with you Eli's know, name I finally on it. Watched and Hostel. Clown, actually. Oh god, Clown was horrific. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I thought it was original. I enjoyed it. Oh it was God. not oh, a good it's, movie, it's body but horror, it, hate body horror. It, it wasn't yeah, body did. horror, it really. Was, it was just like it was terribly written, horror. shitty yeah. horror. Okay, I, so anyway. Um, maybe it was because I watched it at three in the morning. I don't know. I just remember liking it. I'll try to get back to my rating. I'm sorry. Go to your rating. But the point is, so yeah, payoff good. Waiting 90 minutes for said payoff, not good. No. Uh, this movie is not good. I can only give it one out of five inappropriately placed shovels. Yeah, that's not OSHA regulated. No, no. it's really not. Uh, um, so all I know is she's got workers' comp written all over the back of her head now. Yeah. Well, so. if they, they were in Texas, so actually there wasn't enough of them to require workers' comp needed. Uh, yeah. Insurance. So if you have any questions, want to contact us, want to you know lay eggs in our brain, want to stop fucking making found footage movies. You can reach out to us at Bob at CandyCodedRazor.com. Visit us on the web at CandyCodedRazor.com. Visit us on Facebook by searching for Candy Coated Razor Blades and on Twitter at at CandyRazorBob. And you can reach me at on Twitter at ZanmanHorrorFan, X-A-N-M-A-N HorrorFan. And you can email me personally at PodcastHorror at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter at OhShutUpAndy, O-H-ShutUpAndy. And if you want to reach me by email, don't. don't. Yeah. Go suck you, a dick. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. You can't. And that means... <laughs> that means... Bye! bye. <laughs> the Candy Coated Razor Blades podcast is distributed under Creative Commons License 3.0. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, rate, review, interact with us in whatever way you can on the podcast place where you hear this yeah 
theme music for this episode is 13 Monsters by Lightning Bolt. Visit them on the web at www.laserbeast.com.